Um, we're going to start with Katie Anderson. Katie's a beautiful young lady in our church. She's from Wales, um, and she is part of our, she leads our young adults. She's our young adults pastor. She is um, engaged to an awesome young man, Keegan. Exciting year next year for you guys. Um, she's done our internship for two years in church here and is on staff as a pastoral administrator as part of our team as well. But uh, what I see in Katie that she just has such a love for people. She's got a cracking connect group, a young um, uh, girls connect group, or is it combined now with guys as well, but just where she loves on people, that she just wants the best for them, just speaks positively into their life. She's a beautiful beautiful girl. She's sweet natured, has an awesome heart, but a real deep foundation with God and just such a heart from God. She gets revelation from him. And so I'm excited to introduce her. Would you stand to your feet tonight and welcome up Katie Anderson as she comes speak to us. Thanks, Pastor Dan. So good. Well, good evening, everyone. You can all take a seat and Van, you're totally free to go. (laughs) Thank you. It's so good to be here tonight. I hope you all had an awesome Christmas. Or, you know, if it was a bit of a challenging one, then it's over. But the new year is here. I don't know about you, but I ate way too much food at Christmas. I think everyone can probably relate. Yes, yes. Probably don't need to eat for like a month now. But but yeah, it's so good to be here in this place on the last day of 2017. How cool is that? And I just wanted to take a moment to just stop and thank Pastor John and Dan for this opportunity to be here, standing in front of you, sharing tonight. But um, Pastor John and Dan, not only are they the leaders of this church, but they're the leaders of the nation for C3 Australia. And that's so cool. And it's such an honor to be serving under you guys. And you're so fearless in your leading and so amazing and just, yeah, inspirational in all that you do. But I just want to thank you because you've truly like laid your lives down so that people like me can come into this place and be transformed, grow like, deeper in a relationship with Jesus. And it's so cool. And so these guys are so fun. They're too fun to be around. They're caring. They're generous. And I love you guys so much. I just wanted to thank you. <laughs> so yeah, we have some awesome leaders. But so exciting that I get to stand here and share on the topic of dreaming big. Like, so cool, dreaming big, wow. So when I was preparing this message, I had a little thought, and that was, have you ever been asked as a kid, like, what you want to be when you grow up? I was asked this a lot, I remember, and I always used to say, like, it changed all the time. I used to be want to be a vet, I used to want to be a famous fashion designer like Coco Chanel. <laughs> Um, Or if I just watched the Lizzie McGuire movie, I totally wanted to be a singer, even though I cannot sing, and I'm not going to prove it to you guys tonight, because honestly, I don't want to ruin the, like, start of your new year. (laughs) But yeah, and I have a nine-year-old brother, and I ask him this question too, and he always says to me, Katie, I want to be a famous soccer player, or I want to be an inventor. And the thing is that I've realized is when you ask a child this, they don't have any limitations on themselves. They totally dream big. And you know, sometimes as you get older, discouragements of life, they can kind of make you dream a little bit smaller. And I know for me, um, in my final couple of years of school, I, like I always grew up in a Christian home, but um, in my final two years of school, I walked away from God. And it was probably one of the hardest times in my life. So, you know, I was fighting for the approval of others. I was fighting for people's attention. I actually dumbed myself down a little bit to try and make people laugh, to try and get that, 
You know, I was that person that wanted to have fun and wanted to have a good time <laughs> and live for going out every weekend and getting drunk. You know, so it's not, I, I was a person with a lot of potential, I'd say, but I had really like put a lot of limitations on myself and the people that I was surrounded by, um, you know, it made me dream smaller and think smaller. So in the final year of high school, I actually applied to do a makeup artistry course at college. So um, I went to the first interview and I remember it so clearly. I like walked through the doors and I took my mum along for moral support because mum's really good for that. <laughs> I was like, Mum, come with me, you can just sit while I wait. And um, we walked through the doors into the cafeteria where we waited and it was like a group interview. And so I'm looking around and I said to Mum, I was like, is it too late to back out now? Because I looked around and everyone literally looks so lifeless. And you have to bear in mind, like, I'm not walking with God at this time. But I remember looking around and being like, like, what? <laughs> and I remember, th like, thinking, there has to be more than this. There has to be more than this. And so... I came away from the interview and I was actually offered a second interview, but not long after my first one, um, my grandparents contacted me and they said that a family they knew had been praying, which is awesome, <laughs> but they'd been praying and they were about to go to Hawaii and they wanted to offer me an opportunity to go with them for three months and nanny their children. So um, I'd never met this family before. And they're actually going to Hawaii to do a discipleship training course at YWAM, which is Youth with a Mission, a Christian organization, if you don't know. So this was just the beginning of the most significant moment of my life. So at first, I didn't want to go to Hawaii. Crazy, I know. Very crazy. You're probably like, what was she thinking? But I honestly just didn't want to be surrounded by Christians. I felt so far away from God that I just felt that, like, I can't do it. I can't do it. But, you know, um, I agreed to meet up with the family. And when I did, I had this thought of the same thought as when I was sat waiting for my interview. And that was, there has to be more like than this. And I was longing for that. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to take a leap. And I did. And so in the, on the first day in Hawaii, I had an amazing encounter with God and gave my heart to him. And, you know, the reason that I share this with you is because... This is the moment that I began to dream big again. Because this is the moment that I had a revelation of how big our God is. Sorry. That he would see me and my circumstances that I put myself in and that he would pull me out. He would save me and he would take me to the most beautiful part of the world. Like you can't even imagine that up. That's crazy. <laughs> but you know what I learned through this experience is to dream bigger we need to have a higher perspective. We need to know who God is and how big he is. When I say we need to know him, I don't mean we need to know him like that person that you follow on Instagram but you've never met in person. <laughs> you need to know him. You need to have a relationship with him. You need to spend time in his presence, drawing close to him, in his word, praying. And, you know, when I gave my heart to God in Hawaii, I was so hungry to know more about him, to grow more in him. And so I found that I would be reading his word and I would just feel limitations that I put on myself drop off and fall off. As I began to pray and draw close to God, I began to feel confident because I felt and knew that he was with me. As I began to take these steps towards God, I began to feel 
like I just saw a different perspective. I saw a higher, I got his perspective on things, a higher perspective. And trust me, that perspective, God's perspective is so much higher than our own. And you know, in Psalm 5 verse 3, it says this, my voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you and I will look up. We need to look up to see the bigness of him. We need to lift our eyes from our circumstances and limitations. And we need to look up and we need to make it a priority. Because when we look up and he's the filter that we see things through, nothing is impossible. You know, to dream big, we need to position ourselves. We need to surround ourselves with big people that dream big, that think big, that believe big that have the same values as us. And earlier this um, month, I did complete my second year internship, which was really cool. But you know, I honestly don't think that, I'm so thankful, I'm so thankful that I did that. I made that choice to position myself somewhere where I could grow in God and grow as a person. Because in those two years, I was surrounded by people, by mentors that cheered me on, that led me strong, that believed in me and that drew the best out of me. And also, um, like thinking back when I actually walked away from God, I didn't have one Christian friend. Like I didn't have one person in my life that followed Jesus. And so I was so easily pulled the wrong way. But if you have an army of people around you, cheering you on, drawing you close to God, then you're not going to fail. You're going to be able to achieve big things because God is big. And you know, we need to draw close to God because he leads us to a spacious place, a place where we don't put limitations on ourselves. In Psalm 18, verse 19, it says this, He brought me out into a broad place. He rescued me because he was pleased with me and delighted in me. When we position ourselves to hear from God, he encourages us, he inspires us, and we get to see more of his character. We see that he has great plans for us. We see that he wants to bless us, that nothing is too hard for him. He wants to take us out of the smallness that we can put place ourselves in and take us out to a broad, spacious place where we can dream with him. He wants to do these things because he loves us. He delights in us. He's so pleased and he believes that we're capable of great things with him. And you know, when we dream big, we need to write it down. In Habakkuk 2 verse 2, it says this, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he, who may, that he may... <laughs> that he may run who reads it. <laughs> you know, there's power in writing down your dreams. Um, I was actually, after coming back from Hawaii, I was living in the UK in Wales, as Pastor Dan said, that's where I'm from. And I was moving to Australia and I was packing up and I found this piece of paper and it had a list of places in the world that I wanted to go. And when I looked at this list, the first place, the number one place on this list was Hawaii, <laughs> which is so crazy because I totally forgot I even wrote the list. <laughs> Um, but I found that and it was just so powerful and this year I actually started to write, um, a, I started a dream journal and I write down there all my dreams for different areas of my life and um, I do this because like not only does it encourage me when I look back and see that God has totally fulfilled those dreams but it's also when I'm going through hard times and I look and I look at it and I think no like I am not limited by my circumstances because God is bigger than this and this is my big dream for my life and so it gives you hope and so tonight I just wanted to encourage everyone that we have a big God, a God that can move mountains, a God that can raise the dead to life, a God that knows every single person's like 
number of hairs on their head. That's how big our God is. And you know, he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever dream, think, or imagine. And my life is just an example of that. I could list all of the things that have happened, but I'd be here for a very long time. (laughs) But I just want to encourage you all tonight to dream big. You know, so you need to get a higher perspective. You need to position yourself and you need to write it down and you need to dream big in 2018 because God has amazing plans for you. So dream big. Thank you so much. Awesome. Put your hands together for Katie. Beautiful. Love that. Ah, oh, that's so great, especially the bit about going to Hawaii. Ah, oh, God can meet you in Hawaii. I love uh, hearing that, but he can actually meet you anywhere. It's awesome. Love that, getting a higher perspective, and, and it's just how you see yourself. I heard this story about, um, you know, a grade one class being asked, who's an artist? And they're all like, yes, me, me, I'm an artist. And everyone put their hand up, and they uh, asked a grade six class, who's an artist? And probably 20% put their hands up. If even though they all got the same talents that they did in grade one. In grade one, they're just so confident that we've all got it. I'm good at everything. And that just starts getting worn away throughout your lifetime as you grow up. But if you believe in yourself, as Katie's saying, then so much is ahead for your future. So can we give it up again for Katie Anderson? You're beautiful. Love hearing from you. It's going to be a great year for you in 2018. How old are you, Katie? 23. She's engaged to a great man, Keegan. Where are you, Keegan? Here, sitting behind one seat, one row. (laughs) You can move forward and, you know, (laughs) leave her hanging awesome. Well, we're going to hear from David Morris Jr. right now. I'm excited. Um, Dave, uh, has been in our church a number of years, been involved in our, heavily involved in our youth team and uh, is just really looked up to by the young people in our youth group. Um, has, is just a multi-talented young man. He's just got so much going for him and um, he's done one year internship in our church, just about to start another one. Uh, also on our worship team, he sings up here and leads us in worship. But Dave is a solid young man. He's just got a great Christian character, just very awesome guy. He dreams big. I know he does. He's got so many talents, got so many dreams, but God is really on him. And I'd love for you to put your hands together for David Morris Jr. tonight. Stand to your feet. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. You can take your seat. Well, we're back. Thank you so much again, Pastor John and Dan, for this. I'm so excited. Leading into a brand new year that I get given this opportunity. I'm the last speaker of 2017. So, thanks for that. No, seriously, thank you for um, all you guys do in this season of beginning to dream big. These guys dream for us. They dream for our church. They dream for you and I, each and every single one of us. And we're so thankful for what you've given up to be here, to do what you do. And church, would you honor them with me right now? Thank you so much. We appreciate it. We really do. I'm pumped. Dreaming big. This is a cool topic. I mean, who doesn't like dreaming? I know for me, I'm a big dreamer. I'm a very visual person. Um, 
ever since I was younger, I've, I've always known that God speaks to me through visions and dreams, and, um, and which is really cool because I'm not great at hearing things. My mom will tell you that sometimes I selectively listen and things like that. But um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. I love dreaming. And um, this year I had an awesome dream. Um, it was... It was quite spectacular, really. It started, I mean, a dream where I was, like, asleep, went to bed, knocked out, you know, like, dreaming. And, um, and I, it started on a crane. And I was at the top of a crane. I was looking over this huge city. And all of a sudden, I, my body just leapt off. Like, how cool is that? Just love that. Thanks, dream. And, um, and I freaked out. Like, in my body, I was scared. But all of a sudden, instinctly, my hand went out, bang, shot a web. And I was Spider-Man. Like, and this is a reoccurring dream. I've had this, like, m- like more than once, I promise you. And, um, and, hey, like, who doesn't want to be Spider-Man? So when I woke up, I was like, God, you want me to be Spider-Man. I'm going to be Spider-Man this year. So he's got five hours left to fulfill that because I'm not yet Spider-Man. But that's okay. Um, that's, that's my dream. Maybe he will, maybe he won't. That's okay. But tonight I want to talk to you guys about a guy who had a dream. It was his dream and God came through and fully exceeded it. So if we can look at Acts 3 verses 1 to 9. It goes, One day Peter and John were going up to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth, lame meaning he couldn't walk, he was crippled, was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at them, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I do have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Take him by the right hand. He helped him up, and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. When all the people saw him walking and praising God. Okay. This is about a man who's been crippled 40 years since birth. He hasn't been able to move or walk. He's literally been what you might call uh, unstable um, in maintenance mode. He, he's literally, he needs help, right? So he's in a place where he's literally living to just get by. And his dream for his life is to just survive, that's why he, he went out to the, to the gate every day and begged. They actually put him out there. And I'm wondering tonight, maybe society has done the same to you. And they've put you in a box. And they've said, you know, for whatever your dream is, maybe you can't afford to do that. I know for me, I, I've always wanted to be an actor. And that's an expensive gig to get into something like a school or something like that. And there's always in my, in my mind, it might, might not even be society, it might be you telling yourself that you can't afford that. You're not talented enough. That business you tried, why, if it didn't work then, why is it going to work now? So many thoughts can go in our head from ourselves and from society. Um, and maybe this has caused you to actually bring your dreams down, to narrow it down to something a lot smaller. And you've set your dreams to something achievable, which is not really a dream, it's actually a goal. But you call it a dream because you know that people don't believe in you. 
or whatever it is, but something is holding you back from opening your mind, opening your perspective. Can I tell you right now that that is not true and that God has so much more for you? Like in Psalm 34 verse 8, it says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. I want to encourage you tonight. If you don't trust in God, if you don't know God, tonight's the night. In New Year's Eve, just before leading into a brand new year, you can do that. I promise you, you will not look back. It will be the greatest decision of your life. And I believe tonight, if you have had dampened dreams, that God will reignite something in you. Um, leading into a new year, this is the best time to do that. Um, so I want to dig into this a little bit. Um, when they walked past, he actually noticed Peter and John. And he was put into a position where uh, uh, Peter and John in this are kind of depicted as God. They're the men of God in this story. So I want to put this in our lives tonight, that we actually need to recognize that God is here. God is evident to bring whatever you need, to bring whatever your heart desire. He's actually here right now. So um, give him your attention. Look to God right now, even tonight or tomorrow leading into the new year. God is so evident and he wants to bless you. Totally, he does, he does. So he spent days and days and days and finally these people walked past and he noticed them and that was his encounter with God. And instantly, as he called out to them, he called out to the men of God, what aren't you doing? You need to call out to God tonight. If you haven't yet, I know for me, sometimes it's actually hard. It, you almost feel guilty for wanting to speak to God about something that you don't think you can do. Can I just remind you who God is? That, like Katie said, he created heaven and earth. Like he put every star in the sky he formed the sun from his hands. And if you think that he can't do something small like fulfilling your destiny, your destiny, one of seven billion, lift your perspective because he's done so many great things and he can do the same for you. Yes, the man put him into a position that enabled him to receive. So he sat there and he's called out and they've grabbed his attention and finally, they spoke. They said, look at us. It was after, though, they said, look at us, after he had initially spoken to God. Can I tell you right now that if you ask God, he will answer you. He will speak to you, whether it is a dream, whether it is a vision, whether it is the word of God. No matter what, God will find a way to speak directly to you. So, God's dream for your life um, can be absolutely anything. It just takes opening your heart. But sometimes we get a little bit confused with what God's dream for our life is. Um, usually it's big. It's huge. And um, for me, I've always had a battle with my mind that what is God's dream? And it's hard because sometimes you get confused with a product of what God's dream might be. So, for example, if you want to be an actor, instantly you... you if, like, if you become a blockbuster f film actor, actress, fame starts to come your way. But for some people, fame is their dream. They want to be known. They want to be noticed. They want the world to know their name. But God doesn't necessarily need that for you. 
And I want to encourage you tonight to maybe just surrender that to God because he's got so many better things for you. You don't need all the money in the world. Like wealth is cool. Wealth is something that will help you, but wealth won't change your life. Wealth won't fulfill your calling and your destiny. It is a, it's only a product. Yes, well. So, sorry, Dan, I love you, bro. <laughs> Dan's my greatest encourager. I love Dan. He's so cool. Um, So glad he's back. Yeah. So we need to understand that it's not God's ultimate dream for us just to receive a product, that there is an outstanding destiny for us and that those things will come. They will come and we can get anxious about it and we can stir ourselves up. But really, that doesn't matter. What matters is that we're focusing on God and we're going after what he wants for our lives. And sometimes, just like this guy, when it says um, back in the story, uh, Peter took him by the right hand and he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. It says that he helped him up before he realized that his feet were strong. He actually had to take a step. He'd lived his whole 40 years with not walking. And he trusted this guy enough to let him help him up. That's amazing. Take a step. It's going to be risky. You're not going to know what's going to happen. But the first thing you need to do is take a step. Take the first step. And maybe, just maybe, what you're waiting for will actually be there. Maybe. So what your, what's your risky step that you might take? If it's drawing closer to God for a young person, maybe it might be doing internship. Maybe it might be getting closer with his word through Bible college. Maybe it might be, if you're not younger, to join a dream team, to get involved with a connect group, to start one, to become a leader, to step up in your leadership. There's so many different things you can do here in the local church that can and will propel you into your future. And so that's why I feel so blessed um, to be in a church. Uh, I'm going into my second year of internship next year. And um, for me, that seemed really impossible. And I'll tell you why. It's because I work at Aldi. Aldi, right? Come on. I work at Aldi. All my mates always just pay me out because somehow I bring Aldi into every conversation. Like legit every conversation. Start one with me. I dare you. Um, but it, yeah, so going and I, I'm on a flexible roster, so it's really hard to take um, permanent days off every single week, which is what's required. And I, I was, it got offered to me and I was like, yeah, actually, I'm really keen to do that. And I was like, but I can't see how I'm going to do this. And um, so I went away and I prayed about it and I really felt God speak to me that he really wanted me to do internship. And he just told me, just go and talk to your boss. So I did. I took a risky step. I went and spoke to my boss. And it was so easy. Like, these sorts of contracts do not just come out of the air. This is like, it was too easy. I just spoke to him and he nodded his head. He's like, okay, cool. We'll make this work. But that's unheard of in Aldi, you know? You're on a contract where you have to be flexible. You have to do anything they ask you whenever they ask you. But I got the favor of God on my life. And so do you. And if you just take a step... I know for a fact that God can and will make it easy for you. It says in Ephesians, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we may ask or think. Can I just get the keyboardist up right now?
at the end of that, God's desire is that he would receive the glory. And as he got up off his feet, and as he felt that his ankles and his feet and his knees and all the ligaments and joints were strong for the first time in his life, ever, he gave glory to God. And it says he was praising and he was jumping and he was leaping. And I want to encourage you tonight, I also want to challenge you, that if your dream doesn't, you don't get a sense that it's going to elevate God, it's not going to glorify his name, just lay it at the altar. Just bring it to God. I'm sure he can use it. If your dream is to be a famous tennis player, you carry influence, you know, and God can use that. But just give it to God and he'll tell you what to do.